y'all in the building, let's stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand praise. Those of you all in your homes, begin to saturate the atmosphere. Begin to bless his name. Begin to exalt him. Begin to lift him up this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. Give the Lord another hand praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we come to bless him today. We come to magnify him today. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the praise, God. We come to give you the thanks today, Father God. We come to exalt you. We come to bless you. We come to lift you up on today, Father. And Lord, we come to tell you thank you on today, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness, Father God. Thank you for your peace, for your love, for your joy on today, Father God. And Lord, we just welcome your presence in this place on today, God. That the power of your Holy Spirit, God, shall move, reign, and abide in this place like never before. Father God. Lord, we need a touch from you on today, God. We need your strength today, God. We need your peace today, Father God. We need your glory today, Father God, that you will strengthen, you will build us on today, Father God, that Lord, your word is coming alive in this place on today, God, that the power of your Holy Spirit, God, is ruling, reigning, and abiding amongst us right now in the name of Jesus, God. And Lord, we speak blessings today, God. We speak hope today, Father God. We speak your anointing, God, that yokes will be destroyed and burdens shall be lifted on today father god we ask you to stir up this atmosphere this morning god that your power and your authority god will rule reign and abide right now in the name of jesus god lord as we yield to you father god we surrender ourselves over to you today father god that you may use us for your glory father god that you may build us up on today father god that you may begin to enlarge our territory on today father god that you will begin to expand our borders on today Father God, that you will bring us into our wealthy place on today, God, that you're bringing us into the realm of increase and overflow, Father God. We thank you for the newness today. We thank you for the fresh wind, Father God, that's blowing our way on today, Father God, that Lord, you're removing the old way, Father God. You're removing old mindsets today. You're building us up, God, to receive a fresh new anointing today, God, a fresh new revelation, Father God, that the power of your Holy Spirit is moving and reigning right now in the name of Jesus God I thank you that old things have passed away Father God and behold all things have become new on today Father God that we're going to continue Lord to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus and God we love you today we honor you today we magnify you in this place God I need some born again believers that really love the Lord this morning I need you to open up your mouth like you're grateful today I need you to open up your mouth like you're thankful today to give God the praise, to give him the honor, for there is no name under heaven where men shall be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. And God, we come to lift up that name, Father God, but that name is the all-powerful name. That name will save. That name will deliver. That name will heal. That name will change your life. That name will redeem you. That name will strengthen you. That name will lift you out of your pit of depression, lift you out of your place of anxiety, and we come to lift up the name of Jesus but we said that if I be lifted up from the earth I will draw men unto me God begin to draw us closer today draw us closer to the cross God draw us closer to the cross on today God that Lord your power is moving God your anointing is flowing God Lord shake us today God revive us today Father God Lord we release your anointing in this place God oh the power of the Holy Ghost is here and God we come to bless you we come to magnify your holy name, God. And we just say thank you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel a thankful heart. 
in my spirit today that I don't care what's going on around me. I don't care what I've gone through. I don't care what the enemy's trying to go my way. I'm still going to tell him thank you. I'm still going still to tell God thank you for his goodness, for his kindness, for his mercy towards us. Oh, he's good tonight. He's good in this place. Come on, as the sound begins to come, as we come to lift him up in praise and worship. Let the anointing flow. Come on, as the sound comes. Y'all come on, give the Lord a hand, praise. Hallelujah. Come on and worship God all over the room. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. And God, we exalt you this morning. Hallelujah.
My heart is desperate for you, oh God. Hallelujah. Anybody desperate for God? Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we honor you. And we praise you this morning, oh God. Ah, we won't hold back. But God, we surrender all to you. You've been so faithful. You've been so good to us. And we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Withholding nothing, oh God. We love you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. We honor you, Jesus. We worship and adore you, King of Kings. Yeah. Come on, I surrender. I surrender all to you. Everything.
Sounds good. In his presence is where I belong. In his presence is where I long to be. Glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You all look amazing this morning. Come on, Mother Simmons. You better give God the glory. Some people don't understand that when you get to that age and the things you've seen over a lifetime and how much God has blessed you, how he's kept you, how she's still able to stand on her two legs and she can lift up her hands and wave and just tell God, thank you. See, if you would praise God with mother, he would give you a new found strength will give you a glimpse of what 83 looks like and how God will push you he'll preserve you he'll keep you he'll bless you and he'll give you a long life I don't know about you but I expect long life I expect good health I expect strength in my body somebody ought to bless God But I'm grateful and thankful 
that worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. I'm thankful that it's no longer in the priest's hand to offer a sacrifice. That now my heart is a heart of sacrifice and that I can begin to offer my sacrifice of praise. There's no need for a bull, for a goat, for a bullock, but the sacrifice has already been made because God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. And because he sacrificed his life, I got another chance, y'all. You need to make it personal. I got another chance. <laughs> My God. We just bless God this morning. We thank God for his presence. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. praise this morning we thank God for his presence in this place we thank God for his love we thank God for his compassion and for his mercy towards us somebody gets to the church house that's their only place of peace you don't know what somebody's wrestling with you don't know what somebody's dealing with you don't know what their situation is on a day-to-day -day basis but there's peace and there's refuge in the house of the Lord There's peace in the house. Sometimes you just need to just allow that peace to get down in your spirit so that you'll have that to go and face your week. <laughs> we don't know what bestows us when we get into the parking lot. We don't know what bestows us on that Monday morning when you walk in the office. You don't know what bestows you when you walk into that school and that Monday morning to that classroom. You don't know what that teacher went through. You don't know what that student went through. But you better grab hold to his peace. When somebody call you with foolishness, you got to hold on to your peace. We got to move on, y'all. We just wanted to grab hold to that peace. Because he gives peace that passes all understanding. God, we thank you. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. 
thank God for another Sunday, amen, in the house of the Lord. We thank God for his presence, for his grace, for his love. Thank God for the sound and our praise team, amen, just going forth on this morning. We thank God for what he's doing in the house. So we're going to move forward and prepare to receive our offering this morning. Listen, I want you to give as the Holy Spirit leads you to give, amen. I want you to ask God, God, what should I sow today, amen. And sow it with great expectation that God is a going, that God is going to move and he's going to perform miracles for you, amen. So come on, those of you all who are online, you can give on our website at www.newcovncwc.com. You can click the Give tab, and we're giving towards our tithes and our offering and our outreach for 2021 as we prepare to bless our nurses for this last quarter of this year of 2021. Bless our medical staff, those who work in the medical field. Those of you all who have Easy Tide, amen, you can download the Easy Tide app. You can go to New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois, download the app, set it up. You can go and give anytime, any day, and just allow God to speak to you. Those of you all who may not have, you can also text to give. That number is available to you on the screen, 815-513-6262. And you can text your seat. If you don't have any of those means, you can go to the United States Postal Service and you can drop your seat in the mailbox. You can mail it to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. And so we're in great expectation for a harvest that God is going to move. So those of y'all in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence has envelopes for you. As we give, it comes back to us. Pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall men give into our bosom. And how many know God loves a cheerful giver? Listen, we give because we love God. We give because we're thankful for all that God does for us, He's doing for us, He's going to do, because God is faithful. I don't care what things change around us. God is, he remains faithful and committed to his people. And so we're just grateful and thankful for his goodness on this morning. While you're getting those zeros together, I'm going to give my offering, amen. Pastor Campbell, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. Good to see you, man of God. Those of you all who are on my right, if you have your tithes and offering ready and you're ready to sow, come on, proceed from the rear to the front to sow your seed. Man of God, 
my left, if you have your tithes and offering ready, come on and proceed from the rear to the front. Father, we thank you for the seed and the tithes and offering that we've received on today, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to continue, Lord, to bless us, God, that we expect a 100-fold return upon the seed that we've sown on today, Father. And we pray for those that may not have had it to give on today, that they will be able to give on next time, that they will experience increased overflow in your abundance on today, Father. And we ask that the seed and the tithes and offering will continue to be used for the work of the ministry for the building of your kingdom, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. We give God praise this time for our announcements. Amen. Are we and we have our virtual announcements on the screen. Amen. It's 1079264. Wednesdays at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is our corporate fast and prayer. We're standing in prayer for the kingdom of God and our ministry being debt-free. We will be eating fruits, nuts, one small salad, juice, and wine. And on Wednesdays, we're having peace in our school prayer. It's at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Facebook Live at Jonas Jones. We are praying for our students, the schools, and safety in our schools. Three, two. Welcome. Great evening to you all. I am here to invite you out on Thursday night to our Bible study class. Every Thursday night, we have Bible study at 2423 Glenwood Avenue here in Joliet at 630 in the evening. You will have a great teacher on that night every individual that comes to New Covenant Worship Center to speak to you on Thursday night at 6.30 at 2423 Glenwood Drive is an awesome teacher. So join us on Thursday evening. I look forward to seeing you. Have yourself a blessing. Corporate prayer on Thursday, October 21st at 7 p.m. and Sunday, October 31st at 9 a.m. p.m. in our sanctuary here. You may view us also on our Facebook Live and our YouTube channel. Join us Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. for a nice, vigorous walk with our movement ministry. We will start at our church and walk to Theodore Street and back. Come join us. Get feel enthusiastic, energetic, 
come join us for a beautiful walk as we talk as we walk. Good morning, New Covenant. These are our announcements. Amen. Praise God. Are we running the other video? Amen. One last video and we're going to move forward. I would, I would like to like first thank all of the all women who took part in our annual Breast Cancer Awareness Walk. We had a good fellowship, we had a good two-mile walk, and we came back and we had an amazing breakfast, okay? We fellowship, we talked, we got to learn each other in a different way, and it was such a wonderful event. Um, our whole theme, it was about breast cancer awareness, and we thank God that we had a survivor in the room who could share her story. Um, but we also shared our stories of how we take care of self and how we take time for ourselves and making ourselves a priority during this time. So it was an amazing event. I'm so grateful. Thank you to um, Sister Michelle, Sister Karen, um, those who helped um, set up, clean up. I'm so grateful for everything that you do. And remember during this time to really take time to think about yourself, some things that you've been putting on a back burner that you wanna do, some dreams, some hobbies that you haven't tapped into lately. You need to take the time to uh, fulfill those dreams. Praise the Lord, amen. Amen. We thank God for our uh, announcements this morning. Amen. Thank God for Sister Lord, Sister Barbara. Amen. And we thank God for Pastor Benice. Amen. Listen, yesterday was an awesome day. I'm telling you, the sun was shining. It was a cloud in the sky. The temperature was right. All the ladies that came out, y'all give yourselves a hand praise. They came out and walked in uh, our breast cancer awareness walk. It was absolutely amazing. We had great fellowship. Amen. Me and Deacon Ryan. Amen. We were in the building holding it down. It was well. Amen. And we know that it was a blessing, amen. I'm telling you, it was just good. Good fellowship. Uh, good to see people, amen, that we hadn't seen in a while. So it was just a good time in the Lord, amen? All right, and we had some good breakfast. We're still talking about those potatoes, amen. But it was well. We had a good time. All right, y'all ready for the word? All right. Before we get into the word, I got one, uh, another card that uh, was sent from one of our educators uh, that came in the mail that we blessed. Uh, thank you for being a blessing. Your act of love, encouragement, and appreciation is greatly received and heartfelt to God. Be all the glory. This is Sister Lamillis uh, McCormick. And so we she we blessed, she was one of the teachers that we blessed. And she sent a card of thanks and appreciation. So we thank God for all of those who were able to give and support that we were able to be a blessing uh, to bless 10 educators to just show our love and appreciation in this year of honor for their sacrifice of what they have uh, gone through during this pandemic. And so we're grateful for that. Um, also, uh, we were received an award of recognition uh, a certificate on yesterday, uh, courtesy of Igniting the Fire Ministries from Prophetess Aura Holloway. Um, because of our work that we did in outreach in 2020 during the pandemic, during the gas giveaway, larger giveaways, all the different things that we did in 2020, we received a certificate. And so that is a grateful thanks and appreciation to you all and for everybody that made our outreach a success. Give yourselves a hand praise. Amen. That we were honored and blessed with that certificate. And so we appreciate her and her ministry, amen, and everything that God is doing through her in the community. Continue to keep her lifted and being encouraged in the things of the Lord. Amen. amen. All right. Now we're ready for the word. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 today. Um, last week, uh, we, we began to teach and uh, we're in this series, Seed Time and Harvest. 
And so, but last week we began to talk about the importance of knowing when it's time that you know what, I have to be planted in new soil, the blessing that new soil possesses. And when we talked about this, and then we're going to piggyback again and go in the same direction today. Um, we talked about how the importance of repotting your plant. Those of you all who do gardening and have plants, and I believe it's from every 18 to 24 months that you should replant your uh, particular uh, flower or plant to change it out of that old soil and put it into new soil so that it can continue to grow and can continue to, uh, uh, you know, blossom and flourish. And sometimes, you know, you can get a plant that it outgrows its particular pot and you it gets so big that, you know, that pot cannot maintain it anymore. So you got to shift it. You got to repot it into something larger. And so when we see and we talked about on last week um, and the man who had been healed, who had been crippled, that Jesus came across at the pool of Bethesda and God shifted him uh, and it moved him to the place where his faith uh, made him whole. And so we saw him delivered. We saw him change. We saw him healed. Um, why? Because he shifted his soil. He re he now stopped focusing on what the pool could do, but now Jesus focuses his focus in on him. And that's what brought him to his place of healing. And so here in Acts chapter three, we're going to see a similar uh, instance of a crippled man being healed, but now it's at the hands of Peter and John. And here we are in the book of Acts where God has released the power of the Holy Spirit that the baptism of the Holy Ghost has been released and they have been speaking in tongues at the day of Pentecost and God's power had been revealed. 3,000 had been added to the church and people and the and, and the new church and the and the, uh, the the preaching and teaching of the resurrection of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ is going forth and the church is thriving. And so here we're in chapter 3, we meet Peter and John going into the temple, going into the time of the temple for prayer and let's pick it up right there at chapter 3. Is that alright? So I'm in the New Living Translation, and we're going to start reading at verse 1 in Acts chapter 3. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene, get up and walk. Oh, my God. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. So let's stop right there. And let's begin to break this thing down. Uh, listen, Peter and John are on assignment. They're going into their particular uh, routine of going into the synagogue, going into the temple to pray. And as they go in to pray, notice that there is a man that's been lame from birth. Now, he has the assistance of others who come to place him at this gate daily. And people will continue to bring you to your place of comfortability if you allow them. Yeah. People will, will allow you to stay in that place as long as you're getting what you think is all you need and they think that's all you want. But sometimes you have to begin to position yourself that somebody will come along the way yeah. and they will see something in you that you know what? There is more to you than what you've been, that you've now been accepting. There's more to you than what you've been allowing to be the 
deposited in you. And so every each day he was put beside the temple gate and the one called beautiful gate so he could beg from the people going into the temple. Now this was his daily routine. He would go and sit there at the gate asking people for money. And so he thought that as long as he can get there and ask for money that his needs were being met. And see all he was concerned about was his superficial his particular needs in the beginning or at the place of where he was but he didn't realize that there was a greater need that he actually needed to be fulfilled but he was only focused in on what he could gain based in his position and based in his posture so in other words now he says when he saw Peter and John about to enter he asked them for some money so just as he does every person that comes in or people that he thinks that may have something he says can I can I have some money and so Peter answers him in verse four, says Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. Notice where his expectation was. His expectation was in receiving money. And so that's where he had been planted. That's where his roots had begun to take root at. This is what his particular expectation level was at. Because why? He had people that were carrying him daily to this place. And there were people that were giving him money because he was sustaining life. He had been lame since birth. And as we find out, we're going to read later, it was over 40 years that he had been lame before he had received his healing. So for 40 years, he's in this particular pot. He's in this soil. He's in this place where he is now not realizing that some things are being deteriorated in his soil. That his soil is not being is not producing properly. His soil is not at the place where it's giving him all the things that he actually needs. He's only receiving what's going to sustain him temporarily. But I'm here to let you know that when you get to the point in place and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being placed in the same position, the same spot, the same soil, the same madness, sooner or later you should get agitated sooner or later you should get frustrated and say it's time for me to try something new it's time for me to get out of this space and to begin to go to another place and so once he came upon Peter and John they begin to offer him something that nobody else had ever offered him how can you go to a place of prayer and they not even offer you prayer how can you go to a place where the word of God is being released and nobody never releases on the word to activate your faith? How do you come to the house of God and you don't grow in the things of God? Because the Bible says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you have your earbuds in when I'm preaching, when the word of God is going forth and you're listening to R. Kelly? Are you listening to, oh my God, what's in your ear gate? Because what's distracting you from hearing for your faith to grow? Because in this particular position, they're at the temple and the Bible says that here Peter and John said, listen, man, I don't have any money. Silver and gold have I none. But if you would just gain and get his attention and look at me, take your focus off of the people, take your focus off of the money, take your focus off the wrong expectation and put your focus, put the faith that you've been having all the time that you've been coming here because he had, had, he had faith because he believed every time he came, somebody was going to give him something. Nobody's standing on the corner begging without any faith, without any expectation, without any hope. Why? Because you find them there on a daily basis. There are people that are posted up. Why? Because they had somebody give something to them the day before. So they said just because somebody blessed me yesterday, it might 
be somebody that will bless me today. So they go and they get in that position again. And now, here it is, Peter and John said, look, man, let me, let me, let me, let me let you look at me. Because when you look at me, when you put your eyes on me, I'm going to release something upon you that's going to shift you. That's going to move you out of that place of complacency. And it's going to begin to take you and put you into new soil so that you can get more than just money. So in verse 7, it says, then Peter took, so it says, but Peter said, I don't have any silver gold. He said, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Now, at that moment, his soil has been shifted. Because no one has ever came with that boldness, with that confidence, and begin to speak to him and say, at the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to get up and walk. And see, some of us need to get in a place, in a position where somebody is speaking to us and telling us to get out of our mess, to get out of the nonsense, to get out of our foolishness, to get out of our place of sin, to get out of our place of complacency, to get out of our lazy state, to get out of our procrastination state. Get out of that situation and rise up. Why? Because God wants to take you higher. He wants to take you to another level than you've been experiencing before. He wants to increase you. He wants to begin to take you so that you can have the business that you've been leaving God before. You can be an entrepreneur you've been believing God to do in your life. All you have to do is find somebody that's going to get up in your face and tell you to get out of your place of complacency and being comfortable and push you to your next place. So why? I can continue to grow my faith. I can continue to grow my dedication, my perseverance, my tenacity. Everything is already in me. I just need somebody to tell me to get up. So, so, so verse 7, I love this because sometimes in getting up, and I've never gotten up before, I might need a little help. I, 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 I've never done this because I've been lame from birth, so I don't actually know what getting up looks like. I see everybody else walking because you see somebody doesn't mean you can do it. And because you see everybody doing it, you don't know what it takes for them to do it because you never experienced it before. And so at this point, Peter took him by the hand and he helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood to his feet and began to walk. Then what? He, after he started walking, he started walking, leaping and praising God. He went into the temple with them. Notice this. I love this. He went leaping and praising God. Now he knew where he had received his deliverance. He knew who to give praise to. He didn't give praise to Peter and John. He said he went praising God. And notice this. As they begin to speak to him, they still remain committed to their assignment to go into the temple to pray. And the Bible says he followed them in. <laughs> See, some of us, once God delivers us and shifts us out of our soil and places us in a new position, you got to get around somebody to see them so that they can see the new glory on you, so that they can see the new grace on you, so that they can see the new growth on you. See, you got to go back and go and show your enemies and show the ones that challenge you out. Sometimes you just got to walk in there and say, you know what? I'm still here. 
You counted me out, but I'm still here. You thought I was going to die back there, but I'm still here. You thought I wasn't going to get up out the pit, Joseph, but I'm still here. You thought you left me down there in the place of being sold into slavery. You never thought you'd meet me in Egypt and I would be the second in command of Pharaoh. Because why? You left me in a place where you thought that's where it ended at. But God had another plan, baby. I'm here to take you to your place of rising up and leaping and praising God and going into the temple. Why? Because once you get in the temple, everybody's going to see the power of God on your life. Oh, Jesus. Listen, listen. So, so, this is why I, I, I got I to gotta shift and I got to get repotted. Because this soil that I've been used to is not doing me any, it's not benefiting me anymore. I, I, I got to get to where my nutrients and my my soil can be revitalized and my soil can be restored. This is why I don't care what you say and I don't care how good it look. I don't care how much we put any graphics on YouTube and graphics on Facebook and shine up everything and make that thing come through your television screen even better. I don't care how many particular antics I do. There's nothing like being in the physical presence of the Lord amongst your brothers and sisters and to begin to gain that strength and to begin to have that fellowship that we can begin to strengthen each other and we can begin to encourage each other right here in person not saying that you're not being encouraged while you're watching because you got to get to the point in place that's all we had during the pandemic but God is lifting up the veil and he's breaking this thing and I need you to break out and sometimes you got to break out and get around somebody that's going to tell you to get up you got to break out your robe break out them covers break off that pillow and get your rusty self up and get in the shower put some lotion on your body put a little perfume on iron your clothes and brush your good teeth and get into the place in the presence of god he blessed you with a brand new car and all you do is watch it in the garage once you get out the house and drive it somewhere and give god some thanks for oh that's not a part of my message i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry let me I'm sorry let me go back to the book I'm sorry let me go back to the book I'm sorry that wasn't even in my notes but let me let me stay focused let me get it back to the book because let me get back to the book he said all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God I love this not only do they see you but they hear you does anybody hear you when you've gotten your breakthrough, does anybody know that there's something going on in your house besides because last night they heard you and your husband cussing and fussing and fighting each other? But is there a different sound coming from your house that you all have reconciled, that you all have made up, that you all have come to a conclusion that now they hear the praise and worship and now they see you praying together. Now they hear you calling on the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for restoring my marriage. God, I thank you for blessing my house and my children. God, I thank you, Lord, that you brought me peace, that I didn't have to stay where I was on last night. That's when you got to get a fresh, a fresh anointing and you know that I give God all the glory. Can anybody hear you? He said, listen, verse 10. We got to hurry up, y'all. I got some other stuff to cover. He said, when they realized he was the lame beggar, they had seen, listen at this, so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Wait a minute. 
Now, why is it that everybody else saw him, but nobody gave him anything more than just the money that he was asking? Because they can only give what they had. See, everybody going to the temple don't have faith. Everybody going to the temple don't have faith to believe in the supernatural. Everybody going to the temple don't have the faith to believe in the power of God. See, everybody coming in is not at the same faith level, faith level. But what happens is, if somebody would grab hold to faith and to begin to release their faith to tap into agreement with the man who's been begging for over 40 years and they will begin to shift him in new soil, now everybody will see faith and it will begin to change the entire atmosphere and God will begin to do a new thing. Watch what, I'm going somewhere because I, pay attention. He said when they realized he was the lame beggar they seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Now look at this. We're talking about seed time and harvest, right? Yeah. And we're talking about the power of being uh, planted in new soil will bring you a greater harvest. So now, here it is. This man's faith has been repotted, replanted, and he's received his healing. Now, once the miracle is released, the hearts of the people are open. See, 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 the reason why some people's hearts are not open to receive because they have not been activated to see a sign or a wonder. Because the Bible says that signs and wonders should follow those that believe. Now, Peter and John, for signs and wonders, were following them. And so now when the man had become evidence of the sign, Peter saw this as an opportunity. See, some of us miss the opportunity to preach the gospel because we think that we're supposed to preach it when we want it and when we feel like it and when we want to do it in our time. But sometimes it's in that inopportune moment that God will give you a small voice and say, would you begin to speak and encourage that person right now? So here, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. You got to know God's timing. And listen to this. And we already paraphrased a lot. We got to... I gotta move forward now Peter saw the opportunity to address the crowd because their hearts were open and they had saw God's hand move and so because God's hand was moving through that man his seed of deliverance is getting ready to produce so much harvest that he didn't even realize was attached to his seed See, some of us don't know that your deliverance is attached to somebody else's harvest. Your deliverance is attached to somebody else being set free. You going to the place and sharing your faith, you don't know how it's touched many down the line. You don't know how many people have actually been impacted because everybody hasn't had a chance to come back and tell you, I thank God when you prayed for me seven years ago because that was my point of breakthrough. I thank God that you came and called me that day because I was in my lowest place. And you got to realize that the seed that you plant are producing harvest somewhere that you don't even know about. I'm going somewhere. Listen, what happens? Peter saw this as an opportunity to address the crowd. And he began to teach them and he began to preach a message to them. And notice this. At verse 16, it says, through faith in, in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. And so he went on and he, he continued to preach to them. He began to tell them about Jesus. He began to tell them about his death, his burial, his resurrection. Tell them about the prophets and how they talked about him and talked about Jesus and how Jesus was the one who would begin to heal. Now notice, at this point, let's go to chapter 4. Now that he's preached the gospel, here come the religious people. 
become the priest, the captain of the temple guard. So they call security on Peter and John. <laughs> and some of the Sadducees. It said these leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. So they got an attitude. Now we're supposed to be in the same temple worshiping the same God. But there are some people who do not have a revelation of who Jesus is. And so here, they don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. And now, look what they do because they performed a miracle and a sign. Now, notice this. When you help get somebody free, you got to be willing to deal, deal with the process and the things that come along with that. The persecution that comes along with it. Because everybody's not clapping for you. Everybody's not excited that, that you've laid hands on somebody. Everybody ain't excited that you received a certificate for doing outreach. Or, or somebody's excited that you laid hands on them and they got their deliverance. Everybody's not excited about the testimonies of the goodness of the Lord that you're experiencing in your life. So here, here come those particular naysayers and the persecutors and now, how is it that I perform a miracle but I end up arrested? Verse 3. They arrested them. And since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. What? So, because he preached the message, at the opportune time that the hearts of the people were open. Look what happened. He said many who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believe now totaled about 5,000. So you mean to tell me 2,000 more people have come to the knowledge of Jesus and believing in his death, his burial, and his resurrection all because I was obedient to ask this man to get up from his place of being a beggar, being lame. So you mean to tell me because I shifted someone's faith to be focused in on Jesus that as a result now 2,000 more people have been added to the church? So I'm here to let you know that if you would release your faith if you would get into agreement with Jesus if you would get into the place and do what he's called you to do if you would get into the place and do what he's instructed you to do you'll be in a position to bring people to their place of harvest and deliver them out of their place of bondage and take them out of unbelief and convert them to become believers so he goes on here come the next day they send them before the council of rulers and the elders and the teachers of the law and they begin to come and ask Peter about his particular, what he had done. Let's read a little bit of it. Is that all right? Verse 7 said, they brought in two disciples and demanded, by what power or whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for the crippled man? Do you want to know? How he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the power, by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. I love that. And so he begins to now share with them about Jesus and talk about Jesus. Notice when you start talking about Jesus, it gets people's attention. When you start talking about the name of Jesus, it begins to draw them in. And so Peter was skillfully at his teaching anointing and he was drawing them in because he began to lift up the name of Jesus. And it says it goes on in verse 14. He said, but since they could not see the man, but because but, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out the council chamber and conferred among themselves. And they said, listen, we got to let these guys go. We have no reason to hold them. And they didn't want to cause a riot. 
So now, they told Peter and John, your punishment is you cannot talk about this name of Jesus and talk about his way anymore. Notice how God was already, he's releasing the harvest because of the seed that was planted in the lame man. Notice how people are trying to stop the growth. And they're trying to stop you from getting to your full potential. They're trying to stop you from getting to your next level. And so you got to have enough boldness, enough faith, enough confidence in who God has called you to be. That you can't let people talk you out of what God has called you to do. And so Peter has a righteous indignation rise up in him. And notice what he says in verse 23. It said, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other. Oh, did I miss the part? No, we're going to pick it up right there. That's good. I don't want to read it. They, he told them they were going to read with right. Let's pick it up 23. It said, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, it says all the believers lifted their voices together and prayed to God. Now, notice this. Peter and John left the council and left the presence of the elders and the religious people and they had told them listen I have to obey God now that's later on I believe but anyway they go to the house of the believers and they have a prayer revival <laughs> y'all missing this see just because you have prayer at the temple don't mean you can't have prayer at your house see if the temple's not open because some temples were not open during the pandemic it began to show how much of a prayer life some people really had because we should not have seen churches die and close up we should have saw an increase because you had more time to pray versus when you were doing the other things you had to go to work you had to punch a clock things were shut down so you should have been praying for your local assembly to stand you should have been praying that the monies and the resource would continue to come in because now you have more time to pray but here it is they got together and they told the people and they began to pray and notice when they begin to pray and the power of God begin to move and God begin to manifest his presence and now God listen at this at verse 31 listen what happens <laughs> he said after this prayer the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. So here it is that after they met and they prayed so earnestly and so uh, fervently and they began to be so intense in their prayer that the place shook. Let me hear I, Have you ever been in prayer where the place shook? Have you ever felt the presence of God so powerful that the place shook? And the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not at the preaching, but at the praying. Oh, I'm missing. Y'all missing. See, see, some people have negated the power of prayer and they want to go right to the preaching. But you can't have a preach life unless you have a prayer life. Oh, I ain't going to get no help in here. See, everybody wants the mic to preach, but I need to know what time have you spent in prayer because that's when the Holy Ghost manifested presence shows up in your private time so that when you do reach the podium, they can see something that happened behind the scenes will begin to be magnified before them and say, and notice, these men have been with Jesus. I'm going somewhere. Oh, my God. Jesus. Listen, they had to go through all of that. They had to endure 
but the harvest was greater because they had allowed the seed to be shifted, to be replanted, refocused. They took that man's focus off the money and put it on something greater that was on the inside of him. They said, man, if you can get up and walk, you ain't got to beg no more. If you can get up and walk, you can go to work today. If you get up and if you get up and walk, you can go and take care of your family. You can go have it. You can go and start a family. But you know, if you can get up and walk, you can begin to do a whole lot of things versus just waiting on your friends to come carry you and place you here and let you beg for two or three hours and they come back and take you back home and sit in the same place that you were in on yesterday. I need somebody that's gonna pick me up and take me somewhere new. Can you expose me to something different? Can you allow me to be planted and something that I've never experienced before won't you allow God's grace to touch you oh my God and because God changed that lame man's life it was a prayer revival that was birthed there were 2,000 people that were added to the kingdom do you see how that seed produced such a great harvest and it built the confidence in Peter and John because as they were beginning to ask him all these questions they said should we believe God believe man rather than God they had the boldness and the courage because they were praying to God. If they're going to persecute us like this, we got to pray that God give us the boldness to keep on preaching. Don't you, you? You know what? You should thank God that you don't have these type of restrictions here in the United States of America. That you can freely share the gospel. That you don't have to worry about the persecution. That you can begin to share the good news. And we sit on the good news. We sit on the power of God. We sit on the anointing of God. And God will give you opportunities when the lady walked past you three times in the grocery store have you ever asked why do you keep sitting this lady down this aisle I've seen her three times already I, that may be a sign for you to just say God bless you woman of God I'm praying your strength see you never know how God wants to use you I was at work the other day and I was in my store and the guy came in and he said he came over walked over to my area he said yeah man I'm trying to get this job at Amazon he said just pray for me now who, who does this I don't know you I said, I said, man, I said, you got it. I said, you already done your part. He said, I, he said, I took my drug test. I took, they working on a background check. I said, well, you've done your part. I said, God's going to do the rest. I said, the job is yours. He said, thank you, man. Now, see, you got to be in a position to know the opportunity. And I said all throughout that day, God bless him with that job. God opened up the door for him. God do it for him. God bless him. God make a way for him. Why? Because he had enough sense to know that if I ask God for something that I know I can't do, but if I put the rest of the remainder of I know what I can't do in God's hands, God will take the little and make it much. And he trusted God enough to open his mouth plainly. He don't know me. He didn't know if I had a prayer life or not. But because his faith was released, I believe the seed was released upon his life. And I believe in God that he's going to get the job. Tell somebody, know your opportunities. Know your opportunities. Because God will begin to move. And he'll do a new thing. And you don't know how far that harvest will go. Because see, once he gets a job, now he got now he can come off the streets. He ain't got to sell drugs no more. I'm not saying he was doing it, but he, he ain't got to rob from nobody no more. Now he got a, he got a job. Now he can take care of his family, take care of his kids. See, you got to know, you got to be able to shift somebody. Because if they had the faith to believe, God would do it. And that's what God did for the lame man. He shifted him. 
and look at how much harvest look how much was attached to him being healed because everybody saw they knew this man had been here lame since he was a kid they knew he had been lame for so long they said nobody else would come in here and they would do that but the blood of Jesus Christ healed that man restored him back so I need you to, I need you to release and God you're giving me a restoration anointing oh God God you give me a restoration anointing God I, everything that was broken in my life Everything that was torn down around me, God, you're restoring me. You're rebuilding me. You're giving me new strength. I need somebody that needs a renovation product, a project on their life today. Somebody just needs to have a reno. Somebody just needs to have an HDTV moment and say, God, I need some new drywall. God, I need some new electrical equipment. God, I need some new plumbing put in. God, I need some new things. I need an addition added on. God, I need my den remodeled. See, you need to know there's something in you that God's ready to restore. He's ready to renovate. He's ready to make new in your life. And if you believe it, I believe God will do it for you. You say, my heart's been jacked up. God said, I'm going to heal your heart from the hurt and the pain and the disappointment. You've been rejected. You've been dejected. You've been talked about. God will restore. He will begin to heal and he'll begin to deliver. You feel like you can't make it no more. You feel like you can't go beyond this place. Oh, I'm here to encourage you today. There's a restoration project with your name on it. And God is the master architect. And he will come in and supply all of your needs oh I feel that listen we're going somewhere listen the first thing they got to establish in a renovation project is the budget I'm here to let you know that the budget has already been paid because it's in the blood. And if all you have to do is tap into the power of the blood of Jesus, and you don't have to worry about the budget, you can go as upscale as you like. You want marble? It's yours. I'm here to help somebody get to their renovation project complete to know that no expense is, it can go unmet. Why? Because Jesus' resources are unlimited. So now, once the budget's met, now I can start going shopping. What kind of materials I want? What kind of things I want in my house? How I want it to look? How I want it to be made? And where you want it at? What kind of furniture and what kind of lighting and, and what kind of sink you want in the kitchen and, and what kind of vanities you want in the bathrooms and because now I can begin to expand and enlarge my territory. Why? Because I'm in a place of faith that God is re renovating my heart. He's renovating my life. He's restoring me. Why? Because some of us have been beat down in the midst of this pandemic. Some of us have lost hope. Some of us have been frustrated. Some of us have been in a place where I thought I found my boo but it really wasn't my boo. I thought I found my wife but it really wasn't my wife. I thought I found my husband. It really wasn't my husband. You got to get to the point place to know some of y'all got divorced and say, I wish I hadn't got divorced. I wish I would have just fought through it. And see, you in a place where the enemy's torment your mind. You got to believe God beyond this place and say, I got enough left in me that I can be renovated. Oh, Jesus. So if you believe God for a renovation project on your life, just stand on your feet. I believe Evangel Mary, she was up here. She's standing already. If you believe in God, he's bringing forth a renovation project in your life. And God's getting ready to restore. He's getting ready to revive some stuff. Ain't it amazing that you can take something that was built in 1930s and make it look like it was built in 2021? 
when they have to bring that thing all the way down to the studs all the way down to the studs and just strip everything down but see the good thing is the frame is still good the structure still strong enough to be able to hold on and to maintain and take a renovation project. And see now, some stuff is not able to hold a renovation project. And you might need a demolition. You might need to be demolished. You might need to be torn down completely. And so some people might need to be torn down completely to be built back up again. And so you got to understand something, baby. When you're torn down completely, the thing you're going through is going to be a lot harder than the renovation project. And so you got to have a lot more faith. You got to have a lot more power to believe you got to have a lot more strength because why God wants to take you to a greater level because anything that's demolished and built back up again it has a greater standing power it has a greater ability to overcome it has a great ability to tell the testimony that it stood the test of time I was all the way down to rubble baby but God used my rubble and built me up all over again there's an anointing there's an anointing. There's an anointing. And I dare you to stand in agreement right now. That's the sound of the trucks coming in. The equipment that's going to be needed to start the demolition and start the renovation. My God, my God. Come on, lift your hands. We're getting ready to release it. Right in your home, I need you to receive it right now. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. God, those that need to be totally demolished in the things that have held them bound, and the things that have held them captive and the things that have kept them limited in your power I pray that you begin to tear it down and that you'll begin to rebuild you'll begin to re-strengthen you'll begin to send encouragement you're going to begin to send faith you're going to begin to send hope and that you're going to gird them up and you're going to keep them in a place that they can handle what this process entails I decree and declare that they will begin to go higher and they will go to their next level they will not give up they will not quit by the power of the blood of Jesus I command a fresh wind to come upon your life those that need a renovation I pray that they will let go of the thing that has hindered them and they will be free to receive the new things that are coming in I call for a freshness I call for a newness that my heart is right 
that my liver, my spleen, my pancreas, my arteries, my brain, every function in my body, I yield it to you, God. I need you to have your way and heal my body. Heal my emotions today. Heal my mind today. Take me out of a place of confusion. Take me out of a place of anxiety. Take me out of the place of depression. I come up against the suicidal thoughts. I break the hand of the enemy. I command you to live. You will make it to your restoration place. You will make it to your renovation process and you will be made whole by the power of the blood of Jesus. I call you forward. I call you out. I command you to live. I command you to live. I command you to live. I command you to live by the power of the blood of Jesus. If you believe it, I dare you to shout right now. Listen, this thing ain't just about you. God's getting ready to put you on display that you've been made a new creature in Christ. Old things have been passed away, and behold, all things are made new. God said, I'll do a new thing in you. I'll do a new thing in you. Oh, that's a fresh sound coming. There's a new thing happening.
I'm hiding you for a reason. He said, I'm hiding you from the plot, the snares, and the enemy that he was trying to set up for you. That God is allowing you to be protected. Don't think it's strange for why God has covered you up. Don't think it's strange that God has protected you and not exposed you to everything that you thought you were exposed to or was what's supposed to be exposed to. God said, I'm hiding you in the cleft of the rock. I'm hiding you in the cleft of the rock. And God said, I'm protecting you. I'm covering you. I'm strengthening you. That your testimony will be greater. You're going to have power. And the anointing is arresting you today by the power of the blood of Jesus.
hear you. And he's going to do exactly what you ask him to do. You're going to be a leader for him. He said, follow his instructions and get in his word because he has called you. He has called you with the holy call. He said he's put a new prayer in your heart, a new prayer in your mind, a new prayer in your soul. He has called you to the forefront to be a leader for just not the church, but for the nation. He is calling you to the nation. Stand and rise and receive the goodness and the mercy of God today. Glory to Yes, God. God said he visited us today. He said he visited us today. He said he loves to dwell among us. He said when we yield ourselves to him, that's when he can work. We came today with yielded hearts and yielded minds. He said, I receive your prayers and I release my mercy. I release my grace upon you today. I thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for visiting us today, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, today in our prayer God said to us it's yes and amen it's yes and amen everything you ask for and believe it for according to his will it's yes and amen it is so it is so to some people because they just drive by them and they don't see the potential in them. But God said, don't allow abandonment to be your portion. You need to know and be confident that God has called you to be Evangelist Mary. 
something that you have to stand and stand firm that as God is coming forth to renovate you, everybody that passed you by, everybody that looked at you and thought you were abandoned, God said, no, I have much fruit in you that yet remains and there's much fruit that has to be now pruned and it has to be now cultivated. It's got to be pruned. There's much fruit that you still yet have to begin to harvest. And God said, all you have to do is be open. And as God has opened you here today, God said, you will be renovated and you will be revived and restored. I commend you not to lose hope. I commend you not to lose faith. I commend you to continue to stand on the promises of God. Don't you look to the north, the east, the west, or the south, but you look to God. You look to where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord.
Deacon Ryan needs somebody to help him. Come on up, Brother Otha. And I was looking around, and I was looking around, and I saw Otha, but I called Josh up here. But God said, that's how I'm doing in the spirit. I'm looking around for somebody to be available to go to the next level. And Otha, I came to tell you that it's your turn. I command you to come out of the place of complacency and get stirred up. This is the place of the water. And all you got to do is put your foot in on today. And God is going to release you to another level. I love up. He said, I'm looking for somebody to be available to hold the anointing, to hold the grace that I want to put on your life. Glory to God. So, Pastor, I'm going to just let you do your thing and just lay hands. how good God is. Now the Holy Spirit told me early when I was up here to call Brother Otha up. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do it. But the woman of God, my wife, she's connected in the spirit and she heard it because the Holy Spirit told me to call, call him up here. Now I don't know if I was going to call him up here but she called him up here because God wants to do something. See, just as she said, she's looking for somebody. God's looking for people who are available. And if you make yourself available, he'll make use of you. And I love this because you don't have to be all put together for him to use you. How many? David, no. David was a murderer. David was an adulterer. God still used him. He said, I still need you to be my king over my people. And see, sometimes we look at everything to get in order and get in line from A to Z before we make ourselves available. But God said, if you would just get available, I'll use what you got and let me polish you through the word. Brother Oakland, God said he wants you to understand is you need to know that he that you belong to him and that you're well able to do what he's called you to do that you're equipped and you're confident you got to be confident in who you are that you have to have the courage and the boldness because <laughs> it's in the Lord so God is covering you. God is building you. He's renovating you today. Yes. And I release the anointing over your life. Yes. That as you've been made available, that you will allow him to use you for his glory. Oh, yeah. That you will put your hand to the plow and not look back. Yeah. That you will be diligent concerning your service. You'll be diligent concerning what you do in the kingdom of God. That Lord God, he is positioning you. He's prospering you. He's strengthening you. God has done mighty things in your life. And God wants to use you and bring you to the place and bring you to the forefront. Now, you don't have to be in the background. But God knows that those in the background do a mighty work. That the work that you do in the back is important. That you need to be reassured and confident that what you do, it is valuable. And that your service is valuable. And that God will allow you to be seen here today. That you were called up because God is calling you higher. Yes. 
He's taking you to another level in your prayer life, another level of seeking him, another level of being in your word. And God is going to manifest his presence in your life like never before. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Brother Opa. I thank you for his commitment, his service to the ministry over the years. I thank you that he's diligent concerning his assignment, God. I thank you that he's at the door greeting, he's at the door securing, he's at the door ushering, he's at the door doing the things that are necessary to assist the ministry. And I pray that you can stir, that you will stir him up today, God. That he will go higher in you. And that, Lord, you're going to bless his hands and everything he touches will prosper. That you're going to give him wisdom. You're going to give him insight. You're going to give him courage to stand and to do what you call him to do. We bind fear. We bind intimidation. We command him to be bold. And he will stand, God. And he will believe your word today, Father. That you're going to stir him up. And you're taking him higher. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. My God, my God. Go ahead. Get up, get up, Mike. Ha remato cosa magare che se ve che le bocha. Ando rondo mose canare che se As we go through the process of allowing God to tear down and renovate us, we have to be honest with ourselves. That spirit of deception is very, very high. And sometimes we deceive ourselves. So as God is dealing with us, we have to be open, we have to be honest, and we have to take ownership of our part in being where we are. Because so many times we want to blame somebody else for the shape that we're in, and they can only do what we allow them to do. So I just encourage you, because I'm encouraging myself, be honest with yourself first. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jerry, um, the Holy Spirit said, when you go home, hug Sister Carolyn. Just hold her for a moment and just hug her. And God says, sow a seed in her life. I know you give everything and you and she give you everything. And what you all got is you all together. But God said, when you release a seed in her life, something's going to be released. So whatever seed the Lord put on your heart to bless your wife with. God is going to do something miraculous. But he said when you hug her, it's, it's, going, to be, it's, it's going to be something that's going to be ignited. And then when you release that seed in her life, there's something miraculous that God will begin to do. I believe God. I believe God. That's what he said. I'm just going to be obedient. I'm releasing. Amen. Come on, y'all. We got to get relief down from this place. Those of y'all who are watching online, and if there's somebody watching that does not know Jesus, if there's anybody in the building that does not know Jesus, I believe everybody in the house is saved, but there may be some online that do not know you. 
does not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. We want to extend the relationship of Jesus to you. And all you have to do is repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I come before you as sinner. I come repenting of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, make me whole. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I receive Jesus today as my personal Lord and Savior. I give you permission to be Lord in my life and that salvation now belongs to you. You have just received salvation and you have just been engrafted into the body of Christ, into the kingdom of God. If there's anybody in the building that does not have a church home and they'd like to become a member of New Covenant Worship Center, this is your opportunity to come forward. Say, you know what, I've been visiting, I've been coming, I want to become a member and take this thing to the next level of what God wants to do in my life. This is your opportunity to come forward. Will there be one, two, three, or four? Amen. We give God the glory. Before we leave, Pastor Campbell, Campbell you, can you just, you just can you just greet the people? Just whatever, it's all good. Come on. Um, when me and uh, Apostle talk, I said, "Look, man, I just want to come receive. Let me sit in the back, or whatever." And, you know, he, I received today, and I do want to tell you something here. Uh, he talked about new soil. I'm going through that period of time of new soil. He talked about rehabbing and, and uh, uh, remodeling. We actually have a, a project going on in our house right now where we're getting our basement finished, getting new flooring upstairs, uh, changing the sliding door in the back of the house. But it's, it's also spiritually tied to that. And I received that today. Oh, I received it. I got what I needed and then some today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, you know, and I don't mind sharing this with everybody. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I went through a period of three months on a sabbatical after being asked to leave from the church I was pastoring because they had an opinion on how something should be handled but God showed me his way of handling it okay so I chose God way over the man made traditional way amen so, so, so um, <clears throat> they expected me to beg to keep my job as pastor they expected me to plead. I sat there in that meeting and I laughed. I laughed. Because what I seen was the face of the Pharisees talking to Jesus. Okay? So someone say control the narrative. Control the narrative. Leave out of there, go home by the time. But on my way home, first thing I call my wife. I call my pastor, Richard D. House. I call my mentor, Pastor Johnson. Before I could pull in the driveway in Yorkville to my house, they already started controlling the narrative. Well, his house is not in order. Can't tell you what's out of order, but my house is out of order. That's one thing that anybody that knows me, knows my bloodline, knows my family, know how I was raised, know that my house is in order, spiritually and physically. 
when you ain't got to fight your battles. I'm telling you, I know this. I got people all over speaking up and shutting it down. And I ain't said a word. Let's speed up to today. So after taking that time off, this has probably only been one of four Sundays that I've been off since March. I've been preaching the gospel everywhere. The phone's been ringing. Folk calling me, me and my wife for prayer. Ministry has gone on even more now. Yeah, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So I, I want everybody here to know I came, I received today. I needed what he had today. As a matter of fact, I was going to go to another pastor's church that's been supportive of me like you. And I said, no, I'm going to come here today. So I actually text uh, 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 Ryan and I hit my cousin up, Yolanda, until I was coming. And I was like, well, what time? I'll beat it, you know. And I'm so happy I came. Now, my wife is at home. They're renovating. She's got, got a crew of guys coming in to move all her stuff out of the basement. So she's going to the DIY remodeling project, too, because... When we're done, she's going to have a big office for everything that she does. Okay? So, I, I fully receive that. that rem man, that remodeling. Uh, th there's no demolition taking place, but there's a building up taking place. Building up. Building up. Building up. And I want to just say this, man. Thank you. Thank you for speaking into me. Thank you for laying hands on me. I received everything that you said. Uh, uh, I've been asking the Lord for those things. So I received them today. And I thank you for being obedient. I know you kept saying, we got to go, we got to go. When God is moving, the Holy Ghost is in the place. You lose sense of time. You lose sense of what day of the week it is. You just go with the Spirit. Go with the Spirit. So, Apostle, I want to say thank you. First Lady, I want to say thank you. This won't be my last time because I have to sort out some things here uh, that are on the table. One of them is to, to, to be a campus pastor at another church. Another one is to stay on staff where I'm at. And, and the other is to plant a ministry. Now most people, ministers and preachers run out there, start a church, something like that happens to split up the church. No, they can stay intact over there. Because they can get with what God has given me to give to people. Amen? That, that's, that's, that's not it. That's not it. And I have to do it God's way. You know, um, there's a right and a wrong way. And then there's God's way. And I'm trying to do things God's way. Man, God is good. I thank God for you. For being transparent and just sharing it. Because sometimes you don't know what, we don't know what that's going to do. That's what's, that's what's keeping him going to overcome the challenges. And, and look how God is opening the doors. And look how God put things in your spirit that you don't know what somebody's dealing with. The Holy Spirit brought up that whole renovation, restoration thing. I didn't know that that's what he was doing in the natural. But God has the significance of a thing in the natural to make those things in correlation to bring it to light spiritually. So God knows what we need when we need it. And it may not all look together. It may not all sound together. It may not all fit together. But at the end of the thing, 
God will begin to let us know that this thing worked out for my good. But what the devil meant for bad, God has turned around for my good. Amen. I appreciate you, Pastor Campbell. Continue to stand. Stay on the wall. And God is going to lead you in the pathway that he's chosen for you to walk in. Come on, let's, let's stand on our feet and dismiss today. I'm sorry. Last thing Hoshman told me I got to do. Brother Tyler. Brother John. Brother Mike. Brother Marcus. Brother Isaiah is not here. But I'm releasing the anointing over our band members. That I pray for them. That God begin to strengthen them. Cover them. Give them their heart's desires. That God will continue to anoint their hands, their fingers, their ears to hear the melodies that they should play upon every instrument that God has given them to be gifted in, to be talented in. I bind the hand of the enemy that comes to attack, to distract, and try to bring them down. I command them to overcome, to persevere, to stand, and to keep pushing forward. I release life over them. I release hope over them. I release peace over them. I release prosperity over them. That all of their needs are being met. And that God, you are going to continue to use them for your glory. Bless their families, their homes, God. Bless their places of employment, their businesses, God. That everything prosper and nothing is left untouched by your power and your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we seal them in the blood. Come on, lift your hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything our eyes, have seen, our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, Father. And we just ask that you will continue to keep us throughout the course of this week. Lead and guide us, protect us, watch over us, Father. Allow your Holy Spirit, Lord, to move, reign, and abide over our lives like never before. We call for help. We call for peace. We call for blessings throughout this week. And that, God, we call for unexpected income, that you're bringing forth increased promotion, God, and that all of our needs shall be met. We ask you to bind our car troubles, our laxatives, and traffic tickets as we leave this place today and throughout the course of our week. Keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great week.